Hi and welcome, it's Michael here from Burning Daylight Podcast. Hope you're all well and you've had a good week. I'm recording the show this week on a Sunday instead of a Saturday. Um, so hopefully you're all enjoying your weekend and making the most of the lovely weather. Uh, I want to start this week's show by just saying a big thank you. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll have seen that I hit a thousand followers this weekend. It's taken about three weeks in total to get to that level. And I am so pleased that everybody has followed followed me. Hopefully, if you're following me on Twitter, you're listening to the podcast right now. So a big thank you to you if, if you're one of the followers. Right, so starting this week. And the theme for this week's show is all about weight loss and training. <clears throat> so hopefully I can share with you some of the things that I've found useful over the years. But I want to start with my weight loss challenge and it's a personal challenge and if you've tuned into previous episodes or followed me on twitter you'll see my kind of almost regular daily photographs of my feet on a set of bathroom scales well it's working and i am down to as of yesterday i haven't been on the scales today so as of yesterday i'm down to 17 stone six at the beginning of last week i was 17 stone 12 and i was completely and utterly stuck totally stuck so you might be thinking what's changed well what changed is a couple of things first thing is i had a conversation with uh, a person in the car through my transitional job driving uh, during the day and i had a conversation with somebody who was needing bariatric surgery um, but to get that they'd been prescribed um, an alternative way of losing weight now, this is nothing new to me. I read a book by a guy called Dan John, who's a very respected um, coach, strength and conditioning coach, a uh, number of books that he has out, all available through Amazon and Audible, worthwhile reading. So go check Dan John out if you haven't already heard of him. And one of the things that Dan John spoke about was that you can lose weight by existing pretty much on shakes. So in this in this instance, it's protein shakes, and it sounds a bit crazy. And he nearly went crazy. He did it for thirty days, thirty day shake challenge, and he said by the end of it, he was in tears. But that kind of linked in nicely with what this person was telling me, and they're basically having a shake for breakfast, a shake for lunch, and then a sensible evening meal. So from my point of view, I thought that was really good, and I shared the information with my father and my wife. And over a couple of weeks, my wife had lost nine pounds and my father's probably on track to lose about the same. So this does actually work. Now, my concern with this was that the protein levels wouldn't be high enough to kind of sustain muscle mass. So the shakes I have are typically about 30, 35 grams per serving. So I'm having two of those, one at breakfast, one at lunch. And usually a tub of cottage cheese thrown in there which is about another 25 30 grams and then a good sensible evening meal and making sure that i try and get about another 40 or 50 grams of protein in there as well on the evening meal it's got to be sensible keep the carbs low so you can't just binge and pick out um so it's been it's been good needless to say it worked and it's worked very very well i'm very pleased with the results that i've had from it this week I have still been training. Um, it's not a case I've just been, you know, cutting back. And uh, I haven't felt starving at any point. Um, I felt quite comfortable with it, to be fair. 
So, what I'd like to do is, following that theme, is kind of give you a bit of a background to uh, experiments that I've run in the past. And I, I see this whole 30-day challenge of losing a stone in 30 days as an experiment. And I ran um, a, a much more uh, involved and longer experiment on myself starting in October last year. So I, I always wanted the, the kind of, the, you know, the, the stereotypical Adonis physique. And, but I wasn't carrying enough muscle mass. Um, so I decided to kind of run an experiment and, and increase the calories and increase the, the training that I was doing. Now, for me, I've been lucky. I've always been in and around gyms. And I started going to the gym way back when I was like 18. And I'd go every week religiously with a couple of my friends. And I'd go for maybe you know, four or five sessions a week. And we typically do the bodybuilding split routines. Now, the gym I used to go to was old school, hardcore. You know, it had holes in the floor. It had holes in the ceiling. Um, but the equipment was good. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, during the time there, you make friends with other people in the gym. And I was very lucky that a lot of the people in the gym were kind of old school meatheads as well. So as a young guy going in there, you're surrounded by lads who are in their 20s and their 30s, somewhere in their 40s. We even had a Mr. Mr. North Britain who used to train there as well. So you had boxers in there as well. And a lot of the guys who, who trained in the gym were regular guys working during the day. And some of them would be bouncers in nightclubs and bars at the weekends. So... From that point of view, you made some friends and friends who could let you into clubs for free. And uh, back then, you know, didn't have a lot of money. So if you could save a fiver on getting into a club, then then all well and good. You know, if you jumped the queue and got down to the front of it and the doorman let you in, you looked pretty cool in front of everybody else and also irritated quite a few people in the process who'd been queuing for maybe half an hour. So that was my introduction, really, um, to fitness training. And as I say, we did the typical body body part splits um, and it worked I, when I started going uh, I was about 18 years old 12 stone at the most probably and by the time I'd kind of stopped uh, it was three years later maybe and I was up and around just over 14 stone and looking good you know 21 years old I had a, a reasonable amount of muscle mass pretty lean as well as at the time wasn't sure condition, but it was still still good for my age. Very noticeable, I have to say. At my height, six foot, in a decent frame, um, it, it goes down pretty well. So I was looking good. But like with all things in life, it changes. Nothing stays the same. And my kind of early entry into, into the world of weight training came to an end. Uh, my life changed direction. You lose touch with the people who were your friends at the time. My best friends were brothers, and we all kind of went our separate ways. And I kind of just fell out of, of training for a while, um, which was disappointing because looking back, I think if I'd continued, I would have been so much further on. But then again, I might have had more injuries, um, and I'll cover more about that later. But you get a job, you get into a relationship, and that's not a reason why anybody should stop training. It was just things like that that distracted me from training. 
and if I was truly into it, I would have kept on training anyway. But needless to say, over the years, I have trained more so than not. And that's come in different guises. So I've gone through phases where I've joined gyms and been really religious about going for like three, four months and then kind of fallen out of love with it again or being distracted. I've gone through phases of buying fitness equipment for home and building up reasonable amount of equipment. Again, going after it full tilt, only to find of kind of find that I've fell out of love with it again. But I always kept going back and that kind of pattern continued, if you like, for about 15 years. I'd commit to a goal, go all in, only to stop after a few months. And every time you get back into it, it's that little bit harder and that little bit harder because you're getting older and older and older. And one thing I never really concentrated on in a big way was diet. Um, and I know there's this kind of ratio of people saying like it's... It, 70% of your goals are achieved by your diet and I used to think yeah 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 and I read a phrase that kind of switched me uh, switched my mentality around and that was you can't out train a bad diet and I had tried I had really tried to do that and what I realized was it's right you cannot out train a bad diet and that was the part that was always always lacking in my training I'd never see the results I wanted why because my diet was rubbish so something needed to change and you know I'd read the usual men's health magazines and you know they kind of repeat the same messages week in sorry month in month out you know and you see a cover model and you think that's how I want to look and it is it would be great but those cover models don't look like that all year round and that's something that you're not told you know if Mr Olympia is your target and that's what you want to look like or Miss or Mrs Olympia you're never going to attain that and hold it all year round and the guys who reach that level are probably spending the best part of fifty to £100,000 a year on performance-enhancing drugs, which is not something that anybody should really go and do. So where does that leave everybody else? Where does that kind of leave like mere mortals, if you like? Well, it leaves us with a goal, and you've got to set your goals. Now, my training's kind of fluctuated over the years, but I've always gone back to weight training. I spent a lot of time... Um, getting good at running um, down to 13 stone and I went from being able to run just around the block to being able to run nine miles and that took me probably the best part of a year 18 months and I achieved what I wanted to achieve you know I was never going to break a world record or um, kind of compete at the Olympics but I got to the was to run that kind of distance and be comfortable at it um, with that come a lot of injuries niggling injuries like Achilles tendon injuries um, which tend to flare up a lot um, when I just used to kind of work through it strap them up and push through keep going keep going um, not always the best way to go but that's what I did and then I got into cycling and I was into cycling in a big way um, for about maybe three years and I got all the gear, all the Lycra, the shiny bike. Um, I had my routes planned out. I used to know how long it would take me to ride these routes. And each time I went out on my bike, I'd always try and, and beat these routes. And I did. And again, 
I got to the kind of goals that I was looking to attain from that. My body weight was again back down um, in and around 13 and a half, 14 stone, which for me, I didn't like the look. I didn't like the look at all. And I was too skinny for the, the, the kind of frame that I have. Um, but it was something I enjoyed and I got into it in a big way and I got a lot of fun and enjoyment out of it and raised a little bit of money for charity along the way with some of the sponsored bike rides that I did. But I always, always, always go back to weight training. And it's probably in my brain programmed hardwired, if you like, from watching Rocky movies when I was 9 or 10. And uh, if you want to know more about that, you can listen to the previous podcast, episode 4, um, where I talk in depth a little bit more about that. But from that early age of 9 or 10, I had a junior barbell um, set which you know got me off to a, a great start and I think that's why it's always been my first love so that brought, that kind of brings me up to like recent times if you like and you know I'd kind of play around with weight training and try different programs and try different things and I'd always kind of get to this point where I was strong but not really strong and I looked okay but I didn't look great I didn't look I looked like I worked out, but I didn't look much more than that, if you like, you know. And I wanted to kind of be a little bit more, not extreme, because I'm not a fan of the extreme look, but I, l I wanted to look like anybody who would glance at me would know I lifted weights. And whether that was an ego thing or a vanity thing, maybe it was. But I also wanted it for myself. I wanted to see how strong I could get and how good I could look. And there's only one way you can do that. And this is the one thing that was probably holding me back all the time. And it was, I just did not want to have to start consuming the calories needed to increase that muscle mass, if you like. Going on a bulk. Um, it was never something that I really wanted to do. And also, you know, kind of putting on that excess weight at my age, I knew it was going to be hard to get off. So, like I say, for the last kind of few years, I'd, I'd messed around with weights and lifted and, and whatnot. And uh, I know my way around, put it that way. And I don't go to a gym anymore. The last time I was in a gym was about 2010. Um, I had 330 kilos on a leg press machine. And guess what? I pressed it once and went to press it again on a, on a, on for my next set. And the thing came down and I tore my quad and my groin. It was bad. I thought it actually snapped my femur at the time. So I'm quite lucky that I'm able to walk after that. And that was, believe it or not, training for a strongman competition, an amateur strongman competition that was to be held up in Fife up in Scotland. Um, and I started going to the gym because the weights I had at home weren't heavy enough for what I was wanting to achieve. Crazy, but you live and learn. So as I say, anybody who knows about weight training, um, who knows about um, how to gain muscle, you understand that you have to increase the calories you intake. You have to have a surplus of calories in order for your body to grow more muscle. Okay. Now with that comes excess weight. So I kind of thought, well, I'll suck it up and I'll go for it. I'm in it 100% and that's what I'm going to do. So I found the programs that I wanted to follow, two programs. Um, one is the Jim Wendler program, 531, which is purely focused on strength. 
And to complement that, I went along with uh, Joe DeFranco, who I'm a massive fan of. Joe DeFranco um, has a podcast, The Industrial Strength Show. So if you're interested, follow him and listen to his show. The guy's an absolute, you know, mind. He's got so much information. It's unbelievable. And he gives so much away for free. It's incredible. I couldn't have done what I've done without listening to his show. So I followed his program as well. It's called Strong Bastard 911. And if you follow Joe, or if you start to follow him, you'll understand why it's called that. So, I would recommend doing them both, and it worked for me. But along with that, you've got to have your nutrition dialed in as well. And for that, um, I have a book by a guy called Mike Matthews, Bigger, Leaner, Stronger. And I followed his guidance around macro intake and calorie intake. And while I followed his plan... It, it did work, definitely worked. The advice that he gives is second to none. I mean, if you see the guys, he's done cover model shoots. He knows what he's talking about. But I, I think I kind of went a bit extreme at times with it and kind of went over the top with some of the calories. Um, but that's on me. So my plan was, was always to run this kind of, this program where I would elevate the calories, follow the right training plan, and then at the end of the six-month program, look at the weights that I could lift, and then slim back down, maintaining the muscle mass that I'd created over the six months. It worked. I have to say, it really worked. Um, my weight went from 17 stone when I started in October to 19 stone at my peak. So that's a two stone weight gain, if you like, or 28 pound weight gain, um, which is a lot. It wasn't all muscle, I have to say. Um, which it was but life doesn't work that way um, I was able to get my deadlift up to 180 kilos and my bench press up to 140 kilos now I know there'll probably be some people who will listen and listen to the show and go well that's nothing I can do this I can do that I'm sure you can I'm sure you can but I'm not making excuses like at 46 that's as high as I want to go I don't need to be able to lift any more than that. They're just the, the, the figures that I set as goals to be able to achieve. Without a goal, I could have I wouldn't have probably have achieved those weights. I would have achieved less. I wouldn't have pushed myself as hard and I wouldn't have trained as hard. But for me, my my time in life, I'm very, very happy with that. I know I can lift a lot more than a lot of guys out there, but I know I'm not the strongest as well. And I'm realistic with that. And keep in mind, I do all this at home. I don't go to a gym, I don't have a trainer, um, I'm completely self-taught. There's a world of information out there. You don't need to have a trainer. You can learn it yourself and learn as you go, as long as you're safe. And obviously, you need to speak to your doctor before you enter into any kind of weight training program or any fitness program. But to get to where I was, I was eating so much food. And an example of my daily intake is uh, breakfast would be six eggs, three whites, three whole three whole eggs and an avocado that was breakfast a mid-morning snack would be a couple of hundred kilograms a couple of hundred kilograms a couple of hundred grams of oats with uh, a big heaped spoonful uh, serving if you like of protein powder mixed usually with milk lunch a couple of chicken breasts or a couple of cans of tuna with 200 grams of basmati rice or jasmine rice then an afternoon snack of maybe a tub of cottage cheese maybe some Brazil nuts along the way. Um, even a meal was similar to lunch, and then I'd put in maybe a, a couple of 
protein shakes in the evening. And I'd even go as far as having a protein shake by the side of the bed. I'd read something that that's what Hugh Jackman did for um, Wolverine. And I thought, well, if it worked for him, it'll work for me. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't, you know. But you want to stay anabolic while you're asleep. You know, that's always the line. You know, be anabolic, be grown, don't be catabolic where you're, you're atrophying. So that was that. Um, and I kept my protein levels high, but my carbs were high as well. And my fat levels were kind of up there too. So I trade hard, I ate hard, and I hit my goals. So as I mentioned earlier, it was always a case of bulking up to put on the extra muscle so that I could lean down and obviously look fantastic. But along the way, it became uncomfortable. And what I mean by that was my clothes stopped fitting. So I'd gone from you know a large and then occasional extra large to having to wear double XL even had to buy jeans with lycra in you know to get them to, to actually fit and I wasn't in, I wasn't enjoying it you know t-shirts with double XLs we even went on holiday in April and went into a shop um, that sells clothes and I wanted a hoodie and the guy didn't have one that fit the only thing he had was a jacket and it was a, a triple XL I thought, geez, you know, this is this is pretty bad. It was funny in one regard, but embarrassing in another. Um, I needed a sh I needed a suit and a shirt um, to wear for school, for where I'm training to be a teacher. Again, those who follow will know that I'm moving away from my old world in sales and marketing management, mid level, to becoming a teacher and teaching business studies. And the suit that I bought. I hunted high and low to try and find a one that would, would fit. And the jacket was a 54 to a 56 chest. The waist of the trousers was a 40. I've always been a 34, 36. If I got to a 38, I'd start to cry in the old days. And the shirt was a 19-inch collared shirt. And we bought the clothes and we were kind of walking out of the shop and... I was just embarrassed, really uncomfortable, didn't enjoy it at all, you know, and I'm thinking like, what am I doing? And when I put the trousers on, um, I kind of noticed for the first time that my stomach was hanging over um, the, the waistband of my trousers, which was just mortifying. And it got, it got steadily worse. Um, I needed a weightlifting belt because the weights that I was lifting were getting higher and higher and I wanted to keep my, my back as safe as possible, didn't want to be laid up. So my daughters bought me, as part of my Christmas gift, they bought me a weight training belt. The weight training belt is an XL. And I couldn't fasten it on Christmas morning. And I was kind of stood there, turning my back to them, and I had to breathe in so much and pull the belt as hard as I could to kind of force the, 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 kind of the, the prongs into the holes. And it was killing me. It was that tight, and I couldn't use it. I could hardly use it. It took me a good while before I'd lost a little bit of weight before I could actually use it for training. So I had to make do with uh, without. So that was pretty bad, and I knew something was really wrong when I started to get hypertension and dizziness and a huge amount of fatigue, huge amount. And it was like, this just isn't worth it, you know? 
to be able to lift what I wanted to lift. Why? I don't need to do this. This isn't healthy, you know. So we went on holiday to Turkey in April, as I mentioned, and I just felt so fat and uncomfortable. Shorts that I had from a couple of years previous and the year previous, they just didn't fit anymore. So I was struggling for, for clothes to wear there as well. And taking my top off to lie around the pool, it was just not nice at all. So at that point, that was April, I decided that when I got back, I had to start. And that was kind of like uh, five, six months towards in, into the into the experiment. I knew now was the time to start, or that was the time to start getting the weight off. So gradually, throughout May, and in, in, in maybe into June, I managed to get down from 19 stone down to about 18 stone 4, which was pretty good. And it didn't take a, a huge amount, I have to say. Um... And when I got down to around about 18.4, I decided to break out the cardio. Um, you know, getting from 19 to 18.4 was just simply diet. I just changed what I was eating, um, cut the carbs down low, tried ketogenic diet for a bit, that didn't sit well. Tried the carnivore diet, didn't enjoy that, that just didn't feel right at all. Um, so down to 18.4, and I brought out the mountain bike. And I haven't ridden my mountain bike for the best part of probably four years, no, three years, sorry, three years, but I got it out, and I went for a bike ride on a Saturday morning, nice and early, and in fairness, there was, most of the ride is kind of uphill, but about six miles in, I had to stop and had to turn for home, and I had to get home quick, I was really dizzy, lightheaded, um, it wasn't, a, it wasn't great, you know, my cardio had just been absolutely destroyed, um, and just pedaling that bike it just felt so so hard um and i was really really like kind of cheesed off and fed up about the whole thing and uh just kind of disappointed with myself for for getting so much out of shape you know compared to what i used to be able to do with the long bike rides and the the running and everything and that you know um so there's always a balance and i'd kind of went from one extreme to another extreme and that's probably partly who I am as a person that's my kind of personality type I'm either all in or I'm or I'm not there's no half measures so I readjusted the diet again uh, went back to Mike Matthews book um, did some calculations on that worked out what my um, calories should be per day and then just deducted as he suggests in the book just a little bit a little bit below your daily uh, maintenance levels and kind of kept on with the with the with the training so June kind of came around into the end of June and I was sitting around about 17 stone 12 and I was kind of getting stuck there a lot. So I bought a spinning bike up in the mornings on the spinning bike and 5.15 in the morning on the spinning bike for half an hour, come back on a night time, weight train. Um, throughout all of this I've been weight training and another little cardio session at the end. And I'd get down to like 17, 11, 17, 12, 17, 10, 17, 11, 17, 12. And it would always kind of creep, you know. But losing weight's not a linear process. And I had to admit, I, I kind of do get obsessed with these things to the point where every day I get weird. And that's important because you could go a week and not lose a pound and you've lost that week. So for me, it's a daily event. I have to know where I am all the time. 
So, the training was good. I know my training's good. It had to be something else that was letting me down. And what I found was it was my calories. So, at the first week in July, I sent myself uh, a challenge. A public challenge. Got up on Twitter, talked about it on here. To lose a stone in 30 days. And that's where I'm at. That's what I'm on with now. And it's working. But the biggest gain I've had has been over the last, probably the last week or so, which is switching from what I'd normally have during the day, which was um, a can of tuna or a chicken breast with some vegetables. Um, morning time, I would typically maybe have some cottage cheese. I'd done a bit of intermittent fasting as well. I'd built that in. Even the meals were quite sensible, but the portions were probably a bit too high. Um, no alcohol. I haven't had a, a drop of alcohol for two months, which has definitely, definitely helped me to be more productive, which has therefore allowed me to do more training, which has allowed me to lose more weight. So that's work too. So yesterday I got up and jumped on the scales and progress, progress. All week I'd been having um, a, 30, a shake in the morning, as I mentioned earlier, shake in the afternoon, sensible dinner, training stays the same. And I'm down to 17 stone 6. Great. That's exactly where I wanted to be. 17 stone 6. At this point is good. I know by midweek next week I'll be down around 17 4. And then what I'm going to do for the rest of August is just kind of taper that down and bring it in at around about 17 stone is the target for me to be at at the end of August. Now with that, I'm, the training's going to stay the same. But what I have to say is how much better I feel. Like my mood is better because I'm I'm not as heavy, I'm not as depressed with my weight, I'm not as kind of um, sidetracked with it, if you like. Um, I can move around a lot better. Um, I'm not out of breath, and bike rides are great. Every weekend I'm out on the bike. Last weekend I did 34 miles, and I've documented all this on Twitter. There's photographs of my data readings from the journeys from the, the ride outs and corresponding with the scales as well so you can kind of see how i've tied it all in and it's good to see no hypertension so you know i'm not feeling like my head's about to explode i haven't been dizzy i'm not as fatigued um, like i say i have got more energy and i'm enjoying my training a lot more uh, i'm a lot more relaxed about it now and that's a great thing it's a great place to be at I think normally my body weight for the size that I'm at, and I have to say my strength is still there. I haven't tried to do a personal best on the bench or the deadlift, but I know that you know if I need to bang out, um, you know, a set on the, on the bench press at maybe say 110, 120, I could do a couple of sets of seven or eight reps at that weight. Equally with the deadlift, if I wanted to, you know, put in a couple of decent sets in around 150, 160. I'd be comfortable doing that. Um, but I've started incorporating more strongman training now as well. So I've got some big bags, some sandbags that I carry, um, farmer's walks, um, rope work, things like that. Um, I've incorporated that as well. So I'm changing, I'm evolving how I train now as well. And I'm in the mindset at the moment of looking for a, 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 the next challenge. You know, So when I get down to 17 stone in the next, next couple of weeks or so, like what's next? What's going to be the next goal, you know? Um, and I will, I'll work something out. I'll come up with something, you know? Um, that's just how I am. I always have to have goals to work at. 
you know so but what i want to try and impress upon people is like weight loss isn't a linear process it doesn't just come off systematically a pound at a time week in week out or two pound at a time week in week out you have periods where you you kind of plateau and you need to readjust you have for women they have things like um, water retention you know it's for menstrual cycle and things like that um life gets in the way there's parties there's birthdays you know there's there's functions to go to you know you've got to kind of be flexible in and around what you're doing but always have the plan to stick to always analyze the goal that you're aiming for look at what you're doing and reevaluate and if you need to change what you're doing change but change it slightly don't be extreme starvation diets don't work they just don't work you'll basically crash your metabolism and if you do that you can only do that so many times before it has a, a more serious effect on on your body and certainly psychologically who wants to starve themselves you know you don't need to not in this world just keep an eye on the calories track the calories track your macros be sensible if you're going to have a couple of bars of chocolate don't expect to lose too much weight if you're not experienced with training then you can hire a trainer you can hire hire a nutritionist but what i'd recommend you do is find somebody who you want to look like so if you're a man and you want to look like um, a bodybuilder say hire a trainer who looks like a bodybuilder if you're somebody who wants to have the physique of a middle distance runner or a long distance runner hire that person to be your trainer if you want to get into powerlifting hire a powerlifter to train you equally you can train yourself like what i did i enjoy experimenting on myself um, i enjoy you know reading the books and watching the videos and listening to the podcasts and and kind of trying things out for myself i like the trial and error but if you want to kind of make a shortcut then pay the money and hire somebody who knows what they're doing um if you don't want to invest the time to find out for yourself hire somebody who knows what they're doing if you want a nutritionist um look around get somebody with experience find try and get some testimonials try and get somebody who's got the experience don't go for the cheapest the cheapest isn't always the best you know hire the right person who fits and if you need to pay a little bit more then don't waste money on buying something else like a coffee from starbucks or you know cut back on your netflix subscriptions or something like that it's not a it's not a big deal to go without something even if you look at it from a six month plan you know just cut back on something else to give you the spare cash to be able to afford to hire the best person you can you know and if you go in looking at it as is good better best and if you take that approach you'll not go far wrong but equally don't go for an insta famous person you know um if you're going to hire a trainer get somebody with good credentials okay the other thing i'd say is don't buy into the whole mystic guru rubbish of weight loss pills just don't do it fat burners they don't work the only fat burners that work aren't available over the shelf and you'll typically find most bodybuilders use them 
some athletes use them as well to control their weight they're dangerous they're not designed to do what they're what they're actually being used for you know so don't think there's a shortcut there is no shortcut to getting what you want you've got to be uncomfortable and you're gonna to have to get comfortable being uncomfortable you've got to be comfortable being mildly hungry a lot of the time but not starving there's a difference um, supplement wise stick to the basics you know good quality shakes nothing with um, a lot of sugar in none of this proprietary blend rubbish you know read the labels carefully buy from trusted sources um, a good protein powder is pretty much all you'll need if you wanted to kind of top that up with maybe some um, branch chain amino acids there's a lot of science around how good they are um, taking some uh, omega three six and nines you know that that's great as well for overall health but it does help with um, your joints uh, and inflammation there plenty of fluid plenty of water uh, and just be careful just take your time there is like i say there is no shortcuts to getting what you want um give yourself a challenge make yourself accountable put it out there on on social media but make sure you've got all your ducks in a row first before you start going headlong into something you know i've been like i said i've been doing this for a long time i've been in and out of gyms training off and on for a long time i've got hundreds of hours of, of, of training experience um, I'm not brand new at this. I'm not a professional, but at the same time, I know what I'm talking about. So, that's me. That's where I'm at. Okay, so hopefully there's things within this recording that you've, you've found interesting. Um, over the coming shows, over the coming months and so on, I will talk more about different things like training and things like that. I know a lot of the, the kind of science behind these things, um, and it's just through study. That's all it is. But at the moment, I'm super happy where I'm. I'm really comfortable um, in my own skin at the moment. I have to say my clothes fit well. I am going to have to buy another suit for school um, for teaching. But, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. If you like what I've kind of talked about on here and you've came across the podcast for the first time, please leave me a review. Um, good, bad or indifferent. If it's bad then and it's, and it's noteworthy and I've made mistakes, then I'm always interested to learn. This is my fifth time doing the show. Um, I want to get better. I want to be more informative. I do want more guests. I haven't had any guests yet. Um, I guess that will come with more experience. And I'd like to get people on the show. But at the moment, the numbers are quite low. So nobody's going to be interested in coming on a, a podcast with a, a kind of low audience figures, low, low, low ratings. So if you do like the show, please leave the feedback. It is worthwhile for me um, and it'll help me to be able to attract other people to come on the show in the future if you want to follow me on twitter i'm at podcast burning on twitter um, so i'd love to hear any comments that you have on that side of things as well um, but have a good week work hard plan your week ahead set some goals and good luck with your fitness journey and if you have any questions that are fitness